Hello and welcome to Reptory Screenings episode 43. I'm your host, Em, and with me is my regular co-host, Jackson. I feel about ready to blow up all computers. And Destiny. Me too. We've been having some tech issues, so if this one seems a little punchy, it's because we've been trouble shooting Discord audio for half an hour. Yep. <laughs> um... Anyway, how's everybody doing? Who's seen a fucking movie? I don't think I've seen one. I, I don't think not- I've seen one either. Nothing. Destiny? Uh, we watched uh, Earwig and the Witch. <laughs> oh, yeah. I talked about that for a different podcast. How did you find Earwig and the Witch? I thought it was really good. Okay, good. I did, too. I didn't mind the animation. My friend who saw it really complained about the animation. I thought the animation was fine. Yeah. Yep. I agree. That's it. You can check out and then airplane will come out. Uh, it'll be out, I think, the day after this goes up. So please check that out. Yeah, probably. Well, I, yeah, I, I literally haven't watched it. I, you know, we watched Damn Me. Oh, yeah. That was on Blockbusters. If you want to support us, patreon.com slash normal mapping. Five dollars a month. We cover a movie every month. We watch Stand By Me. It fucking sucks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's such a bad If you movie. want us to go on for an hour about why Stand By Me is bad, we did that. Was River was Phoenix at least good in it? No. Well, the kids are fine. The kids are fine. I think of all of the kids, he's like the one who's trying the hardest, but he has the thankless job of at one point halfway into the movie looking at Will Wheaton and going, if I was your dad, I'd tell you to go to college. I wish I was your dad. And I'm like, that's not a thing 10-year-olds say to each other. What the fuck is happening here? Whoa. Anyway, that's basically, if you you don't want us here to to reenact another podcast. (laughs) My dad stole the beaches on Normandy. <laughs> oh, my dad stole the oh, beaches on Normandy. Fucking, it, it, it's down by me if it was British. Yeah. Fifties <laughs> <laughs> nostalgia makes even less sense if what's, you like. I, what's happening in the fifties in Britain? I don't even fucking know. Oh. Your country was like on fire still, right? I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, it's like all post-war. Like rations are still around. Everything's depressing. Uh, you know, we're building the NHS, but everything sucks. Literally, um, literally, the American conception of Britain goes from like World War II to James Bond to Princess Diana dying. That's it. That's British culture. <laughs> yeah, I mean, close enough. It just sucks. It's like it's all like post-war um everyone's like economically depressed and they're building a welfare state but like it's the labor party building it so they're all anti-communism like you know those are the people that are uh what's his face uh orwell's like selling everyone out to yeah um so that's what's going on over here love it uh anyway this week's movie is alphaville uh, the 1965 movie directed by Jean-Luc Godard, written by Jean-Luc Godard. It came out in, uh, 5th of May, 1965. Uh, it stars Eddie Constantine as Lemmy Caution. Uh, the French title is Alphaville, Strange Adventure of Lemmy Caution, who was a British, like, spy fiction novel character that French people just fucking loved after World War II. Um, and they put, they made a bunch of French movies and he was in them. Um, and then Godard was like, well, I'm going to put this character in this fucking weird sci fi movie. Uh, and basically killed the character dead for like 15 years. <laughs> but it's like if James Bond wandered into a David Lynch movie. That's what this movie is. Jackson, would you please describe the plot briefly? <laughs> Uh, do I have to? Do I really have to? Uh, I can ask Destiny to do it. Um, I'll do my best, and if we get you know a minute in, and you're like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Um, feel you free don't to... need to be exhaustive. You don't need to be exhaustive. Let me caution: arrives in Alphaville from the outer countries, uh, and he is here as a secret agent to kill uh, 
Alpha 60, the computer uh, that runs everything, and also kill or capture the creator of Alphaville. Yep, and, and get Professor that one Ron guy Ron. out. And get that one guy out. He's, he's given a bunch of Solid Snake objectives and uh, spends most of his time undercover as a journalist uh, called Ivan Johnson, uh, who is here to like uh, document the culture of Alphaville, I guess, and kind of bewilderingly spends the first half of the movie observing the traditions of Alphaville, which is a city that has outlawed, like you know, expressing yourself and individuality and love, and you watch these like public executions of people who have cried because you're not allowed to cry or ask why, or you know, you have to say because, not why. Uh, halfway through the movie, uh, things start to turn as uh, Alpha Sixty, the sentient computer that runs everything starts to pick up this guy might be a spy uh like not sure at first they kind of like set him to work as like oh if we can use you you're smart we can like use you to work things out but then they realize who he is um and he outsmarts the computer in one of the interviews that uh blade runner would eventually rip off hardcore um with his computer as he's been looking then he like feeds it a riddle about the self and the computer goes into a logical leap and a logical loop you know like an infinite infinite loop that's the word i'm looking for um and uh uh collapses and dies and the city of alphaville is set free but most people can't handle instantly being set free of their social systems and the only ones that are able to survive are ones that are able to understand the themselves as an individual and uh he runs he like leaves uh with natasha who's been who's the other important character in this movie he's been like she's like uh von Braun's daughter um who is like the most like alphaville is the way of the future but uh through his uh like rough and tumble ways teaches her the true meaning of love it's basically a captain kirk plot <laughs> um as they then ride out of the city together and she accepts that she loves him and they leave the end yeah, there you go. You got that's, it. That's it. Got it. You know, it wasn't too bad. I've had worse summaries that I haven't fretted about. Yeah. How much you worried about? It's fine. Uh, fine. So I picked this movie because I hadn't seen it in over 10 years. I, I watched this in my early 20s. I remember really liking it. Uh, I remember it being, like, Godard's like a complicated figure. We probably won't cover that many Godards on this because uh, he fucking sucks. Uh, he's shitty towards women. There's movies of his I like. There's movies I don't like. This is one I like. Um and uh, I just remember it being like the weird nebulous fake sci-fi movie. Like you, we just shot modernity and it looks like sci-fi, uh, which is like the the like noir version of uh, Jacques Tati's Playtime, which is about uh, shooting like offices and cubicles in Paris and being like, this is the worst thing ever. But it's like a lighthearted comedy about that. It's really good. We should I should watch sci-fi. that. Yeah, it's that's good. what I should watch. Uh, that's a really fucking good movie. Um, but um yeah, revisiting this, I'm like, yeah, no, I, everything I re- I remember this pretty accurately. Uh, it, it is a movie about uh, how much like the '70s feel. It's, as I often come on here and say, the end, '70s feel like the end of the world. Jean Luc Godard was like, ah, oh, the '60s are still the end of the world. Like it sucked. We put electric lights and glass and metal on everything, and it was the end of humanity as we knew it. Um, and uh, like, I don't necessarily agree with that, but I appreciate the sentiment in the way this film is depicted. You, sci-fi can be anything, and I like the, like, breadth of that. Even if this is, like, you know, it's, like, the most stock, like, Dashiell Hammett kind of story with, like, some goofy sci-fi trappings. And then the ending is, like, ludicrous. It's, like, all about, oh, if she remembers to say that she, an individual, loves someone that's going to set her free. And everyone else is turned into a crazy person hugging a wall because they can't address their own individuality. And it's a little goofy. It is very Star Trekian. <laughs> Yeah, it's weird because I, 
I fucking hated this movie. Um, <laughs> but in a way that made me feel reflexive because I saw, like, I, I do like Star Trek, though. <laughs> uh, I'm like, the, the, you the like Blade Runner? Thing. You like a lot of shit that, like, pulls from stuff like this. Do I like Blade Runner? I, oh, I thought I, you liked Blade Runner. I, don't, I know you don't once, love Blade Runner, but... I've seen it once, and I remember finding it, like, fine. I saw it, like, once in 2015. Uh, yeah. I couldn't tell you if I liked Blade Runner, but I bet I do. I, that's a not an inconfident guess, right? Like, yeah. um, I, I, I like Blade Runner. It's fucking Blade Runner. I, I love I, it. I bet have a good time. Uh, but it's specifically, like, all of the... I, I like this more when it was trying to be, like... When it came off as almost a comedy of how on the nose all of its like um, sci-fi stuff is, but through the lens of a guy from a completely different genre is interfacing with it. Yes, that's the part. Of, yes, that and like when it's just like actually being formally like kind of goofy, like the bit where they're like embracing and it like cuts to a montage of like faces and lights and shit. Like I eat that stuff up. I love it. I love when films <laughs> dumb like this. <laughs> but when it like posits its ideas earnestly, and I do think the movie is like saying these things yes it's no, not, no no it's not I, not it's not like a parody on the level of none of these things matter it really is earnestly wanting to talk about uh yes. individualism and love and all these things and whatever it like gets on that high horse i'm like ah, oh, run away run away this sucks. <laughs> i would like we need to cover uh brazil at some point because i feel like brazil is also kind of like this but in like a very different framework and i found brazil like treacly nonsense i did not particularly like it um mm. But this movie, I just like this because it pulls from noir. I think I like and like, you know, gleaming mid-century sci-fi, which is another thing I like. I enjoy the film when you put those two things together. Uh, you put the Continental Op in like a sci-fi town and I'm like, fuck, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I don't, I'm I'm not here to like disagree with that. Uh, yeah. I was just like, damn, because it was definitely me thinking, OK, I think this like sucks and is full of itself and the things it's saying are very like you know uh, placid and boring and uh, fraught in some ways that we'll i'm sure we'll get into that are very obvious to anyone listening who's seen the movie uh but then i think i, I do i do like it though when uh, you know kirk or Riker or even bones with that one woman he like hits for no reason right like i'm not against when western sci-fi makes some like this is the importance of individualism teaching the other backwards cultures love i can enjoy uh even like some very fraught media along those lines yeah uh destiny you just you just watched the movie like a normal person not brain poisoned like we did (laughs) yeah i did I, uh, when I realized it was going for just essentially a Twilight Zone plot of, <laughs> you know, uh, the individual teaching the other individual how to be an individual, I was fine with it. Yeah. It's corny, but. Yeah, uh, it's, it's really cheesy, but like, for w- <laughs> being of its time, like, I think it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, the big divide here is like, and this is for, this is coming to it like after you you know understanding things like Jackson definitely we talked last night as I was getting Taco Bell you were like this is a movie about how the evil communism computer brainwashed everyone I'm like well yes it, it is a movie it about is. that <laughs> it is but also it's easy to read it in the context of like you know stuff like a lot of the cinema of that time is about the like modernity of a, a place like France not capital like communist at all is like a, a modern modernity eats people up and like destroys them of all of like the things that make people worthwhile. And I think this movie is like, not, not about that. 
Um, but it is in the framework of like a big scary computer. And then the hero is like a, a detective from Nueva York. Yes. <laughs> so and it's I impossible to like detangle those things. And those things are often tangled up in that, like in the sixties, like you don't think of it in like by the eighties, right? But in the sixties, Russia is like the technological fear, right? Like, sure, sure, sure. Uh, I, like, for me, it's in a world where like playtime exists and is about this in a different way that is not at all. Like, it's about capitalism mowing people over. Even something like, um, uh, La Bella La Bette is like about post war France being a place where dreams aren't possible anymore because we've just been bulldozed. <laughs> yeah. And I, I you know, I, I'm not, uh, I think those, those things are in this movie. I think the thing that like makes it, um, not hard hard is the wrong one but like the complicated somewhat is that this movie is also being driven by like uh godard's intense um love of like american noir yes yeah so yeah the the way critiques of oh oh, Oh, i was just gonna say that like even the wikipedia page is like he uh makes everything better with his machismo yes yes like his his masculinity is the thing that saves the day yeah, that stuff feels le- like I definitely get the sense of like uh, this movie is very alienated with France, right? Like it's a movie about how Paris is an alien city that is horrible to live in. That's yes. the text of the film. Yes, um, yeah. But it's saved by like an American teaching everyone the ways yes. of the yes, rough yes, and yes. tumble men. And that's I think that is just a live through World War Two, a lot of trauma <laughs> kind of thing, right? Like the idea of like the Hollywood here, like part of the French New Wave is like you know post post-war france being like what what is a thing that we can hold on to and attaching to the narrative myth of like you know allies rolled into paris and saved them from the nazis yes and then everything after that sucks but we don't think about that Mm -hmm. um it is messy i I, you're not wrong but also the he he gets into the hotel he, he there's that long shot where he goes up the hotel elevator and it's all glass and chrome and he comes out and the lady's like asking him a bunch of robot questions and he goes in and immediately shoots a man in his hotel room and i'm like this is sick this is the best thing that's ever happened he does like keep shooting guys who are like (laughs) tracking him and they're not really part of the plot (laughs) no he just does that every so often yeah um that's fun. That's good fun. Yeah. There's the bit where he walks into the hotel room and uh, Natasha's there and he go- like he goes into the other room and Natasha's there also and he goes to the other room and Natasha's there also and it never explains what that's about. Yeah. That good. stuff's great. I yeah, love that no. stuff. That's the shit that I remember this movie for. Just being like a goofy weird thing. Yeah. Like they leave they leave Alphaville for the galaxy and it's just a highway lit at night, but like it does look like the the big globes on the highway are like starlight in like a night sky that's just like they just filmed it in the dark and it looks like there's just void out there, because you know, that's how it is. Yes. That's the stuff I like. That's the stuff I like. Yeah. It's a it's a strange movie. I'm not I'm not here to say it's not like weird. I picked it. This is the thing. Like in my early time, I loved fucking weirdo cinema. Just movies that were weird for the sake of being weird, and that was the thing I liked. Um, and it was interesting to revisit this because I, I still I still dig this. I like a movie that's like you know characters, a melodrama. I love a fucking melodrama. I did not when I was in my early twenties. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other part of this is that like obviously there's the stuff we latch onto of the uh, the the um like immediate, uh societal metaphor but there's also the uh running 
you know, classic. Uh, I've only seen Breathless, but he does this again. I assume this is in many Godard movies where it's mostly about like the emotional reflection of yourself in the like woman he's into at the time. Yes. Oh um, yeah. And that stuff I is like that stuff is also bad to me. I don't know how everyone else feels about it. I think I prefer it here to Breathless because. Um, by being like an older sad guy ends up making it like kind of uh just like play better but not like that much better i still think it kind of sucks i um yeah i like um i like viva Savi. that's my favorite godard that i've seen mm-hmm. um i should i should try one of those it's not it's like not one of these movies but it is like more centered on the woman character uh in a yes. way that like the others are like i don't i didn't really like breathless uh band apart is just like a fun heist movie it's like a comedy it's good i like that one i like um, that too and i think this i think i've only seen those four like and it's all like 60s stuff i haven't seen any of it like you know he his last movie's from 2018 i haven't seen any of that shit <laughs> yeah i don't know like this is the stuff that we like did at school looking at french new wave stuff and i watched breathless and i was like this is bad um and i didn't really explore much further yep yeah, yeah, no, I I also had, like, a like Breathless is not a movie that I particularly enjoyed, and it's just, like, you know, I get, French New Wave is weird, because, like, you're introduced, like, if you're a film nerd like me, you're introduced to, like, this is the pinnacle of cinema, you're like, yeah, this is all right. <laughs> there's, there's, like, nice I, shots in here sometimes. <laughs> and I know that, like, the thing it's famous for, and the actual reason it's, like, revolutionary, right, is, like, young filmmakers cheaply making movies with very innovative like editing styles yes uh it's all formalistic things that like don't necessarily always resonate with me as a really annoying structural nerd (laughs) who's like gonna be like oh i wish i was watching the battle of algiers or something (laughs) i don't think that's wrong just you know it is right like that's i mean i'm just saying like self-awareness of who i am right like yeah yeah, it's also like in a world where like Tarantino exists, Godard feels lesser because like all the all the like actual shooting shit that he did was just lifted wholesale, right? Like I've seen all this yes. in, a, in a different movie that was like about fast talking gangsters. <laughs> yeah, and I do feel a bit, um, you know, like I am probably too. We're all, even though we are kind of Tarantino haters now still residual kindness there because we have a lot of affection for i'd sit down and watch half of tarantino's filmography right now and have a great fucking yeah yeah exactly yeah and i mean fuck that guy but yeah yeah watch jackie brown if you put it in front of me we we just talked about that on on uh badland girls about how like yeah we would sit here and like we were ranking our top three like we still have a lot of affection for a lot of that shit what's your top three tarantino give people a uh treat a, a preview of badland girls uh Death Proof, Jackie Brown, Django Unchained. Okay, Jackson. Um, Jackie Brown, Kill Bill, and which one? Oh, I forgot to pick one. It's two. That's yeah. Not even... I was doing those one, but it's two. <laughs> it's yeah. part two. Um, and oh, I don't actually know. I hmm, I have no idea what I choose for the third one. I'd probably do Jackie Brown, Death Proof, um, who Django versus Kill Volume 2 is, like, real close. I don't know. It might be Django for my other, but I haven't seen a lot, like, you know, could be Pulp Fiction. I haven't seen it in forever. Like, I've 
I just I'm not don't, gonna like, really I just don't like the middle part of Pulp Fiction at all. If I could just, if I could just Forget distill exists, the, yes. the oh. first third and the last third together into a movie, that would be the movie. The middle part is bad. And what? Well, like, oh, this is my first Godard film in a really long time. I tried to watch Masculine Feminine, like, ooh, maybe a, a few months ago and couldn't even finish it. And I remember loving Breathless, loving... Uh, Petite Soldat, Loving, uh, I can't even remember the other one I, I really liked, but like, I haven't seen them all since I was probably a teenager. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yeah, a lot of these I watched like 10 years ago, right? Like, I'm revisiting, like, the last, most recent one I've seen is Band Apart, and that was when I was writing about movies. So the earliest that could, the latest that could have been was like 2013. <laughs> um, different so people. I've also, yeah, d- very different people. Wikipedia has it has a whole peer, thing here about uh, Godard as a Marxist filmmaker. So apparently, he read a bunch of Marx. Which I, I, okay, mm-hmm. doesn't I he know. self-identify as a communist? I don't even know. Yeah, a lot of horrible people self-identify as communists, though. Unfortunately, well, I wasn't. I mean, oh, yeah, go ahead. I, I wasn't saying it made I him mean, a good person. Yeah, just, no, no, no. no, no. <laughs> what were you I'd be really say? curious. I'd just be really curious to know how that shakes out because, like. Um, this i i'm curious what like he thinks about this movie as like a commentation uh on like communism and how into because like if an american watches this they're gonna read it through that lens almost every time right yeah mm-hmm. like um but i assume he's not entirely because i'm like you know i believe that he's uh reading marxism but also you know, i don't know it's it's interesting i'm i'm curious yeah i should just do i should just do a project and watch all these for me just for my sake just for your own sake I haven't done like a film project in so long in the last like oh well I guess I did the like weird guy like monster ver the monarch verse one. <laughs> that's only like four movies. It is only like four movies, but two of those movies are fucking terrible. So you know That's true. But you know what? This worth it. Worth it in the end. This movie oh, better than you, King of the Monsters. If, if you listen to us on VoIP Life talk about uh Godzilla vs. Kong, or maybe you haven't, or you're just interested, the Japanese trailer for Godzilla vs. Kong is so fucking good. Oh my god, you have to see it. <laughs> it also added oh, it to so I guess I guess if you haven't seen Godzilla vs. Kong, don't watch it because it spoils like most of the good shots of the movie. <laughs> yes. Um But they got like good voice actors that you'd want and it has like a sick song from a band we like and you know it's good. It really is. Yeah. Um Is there anything else about this movie? <laughs> we got very distracted. What I mean, no, no one really got. We didn't really get into what people think of the um, stuff with the girl. Uh, I mean, I like uh, Anna Karina as like a actress. I think she's great. Mm. I think she's like she has fuck all to do in this movie. <laughs> no, no. Um, I do like the the conversation they have over tea. Um, I think that's like a really good scene. Uh, it's like the one that where she gets like stuff to do. Um. And as goofy as it is, like, as gimmicky, like, you know, 60s sci-fi, the bit where, like, ev- no and yes are reversed in the town, I just think is, like, a good bit. It's a good visual. Mm-hmm. Um, The way everyone, like, leaves by... What is it? I don't even remember the, what the specific thing they say is, but it's, like, like a really, like, like city dweller off-putting thing. Like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. Thanks for asking or whatever the line is. As the, the, Like, that's their goodbye to people. 
it's it is the language stuff is weird because it's like this is definitely like pulling from 1984 and stuff which is something else i also hate that one is just like yeah i mean look i'm not here to i'm not here to like defend 1984 at all yes no no but i'm saying that like that one's pulling from it more directly than this like 1984 is the one i really don't like yes like fuck all well into the sun but the evocativeness of Ah, we've forgotten the words, and there's a new there's a new uh, dictionary published every like few weeks that has the all of the accepted words in it, and we call it a Bible. Is like that could just be in like one of the like episodic anime episodes we watch all the time for <laughs> Beach House. Might be the goofiest bit in the movie where it's like a protracted joke about why there's a Bible in every hotel. Yes, but also like if that was in Kino's journey, I wouldn't bat an eye. <laughs> yes, not not even slightly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and it's just stuff like that. I think that stuff's like evocative, even if like the thing it comes to like pulls together is he he makes the computer melt down by teaching it about individuality, which is maybe the hokiest shit in the entire world. With poetry, <laughs> with poetry, so hokey. The power of the oh. individual mind. Sorry, I it just gave me such Twilight Zone vibes. I'll just... show you the life of the mind. <laughs> oh, can we watch that movie for this podcast? God, we should. We should just go back and watch uh, that movie. Barton, Barton Fink, Fink is so fucking good. Oh, so good. I was shocked that this movie had a happy ending. Yes. Oh, really? Uh, I was like, well, you know, given the genre and everything, I'm like, well, he, like, there's no way he makes out of this movie alive. Because when I was watching it, I didn't know who the fuck Lemmy Caution was. Yeah. Um, Me neither. So I'm just, so I'm just like, she betrays him and he either leaves or she dies and he leaves or he dies. Those were the three options in my mind for like where it could go. Uh, I didn't see it literally having the same ending as like an, like a bad episode of Star Trek with the same premise. <laughs> Which it honestly makes it more charming on some level because it does make it like this very hokey sci-fi thing. Yeah, um, I, I can't hate it because it, it hit too many of those buttons for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. What do everyone think of the computer's voice? I love it. it me I, too. I, I like it's it's someone using like a uh, what are they called like the voice boxes? It was like someone who had had like a tracheotomy or whatever. Um, talking uh, yeah uh mechanical voice box because it was like a cancer survivor um mm-hmm. and it's based on uh, a voice in the treatment of dr mabuse which is a movie i've never seen i or tested with dr Mabuse. i should watch that at some point um but uh i just i found it like it's like it's like it's like as these voices can be like off-putting like they're it's like kind of unsettling but i found it like weirdly relaxing like the very measured like way of speaking i don't know I also chill. found it very relaxing. <laughs> that, uh, I don't know. I didn't expect that. But it also put me in the mind of um, other computer voices from other films like 2001 mm-hmm. and just sort of that kind of monotone threatening. Yeah, I don't know. I liked it. Yeah. Um, I know you were less into it, Jackson. Yeah, I found it a little grating uh, with how often it was used. Especially it was often used for, like, the same kind of, like, like when it goes, uh, you know, occupied, occupied, free. I'm like, I get what that means. I see what you're saying here. I get it. It does. <laughs> this this road leads to Black Mirror. Um, uh, but, yeah, it wasn't, like, a necessarily bad thing. I'm just curious. Uh, my thing, I like ways in which it's like a like very measured presence in a world where like every character 
like all of the like people let me meet like the agent he's trying to pull out is like a ridiculous like cartoon man <laughs> um just like this like hard drinker and hard liver guy who's here to like in his last moments um and they talk about like they they talk about where's like flash gordon and who's the other character is like of dick tracy yeah like, these like fictional characters had disappeared uh the professor he's trying to get was originally called leonard nosferatu <laughs> like this idea that like liter like fictional characters drifted into the city and were ch chewed up and forgotten by like the the machine of progress is good like it, the movie's not about that in like that way but it like suggests that space in a way that is interesting to me mm -hmm. yeah i would agree with that um i think that's all i have though i think that is it for the podcast well we have questions first I think that is almost it for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so if you'd like to send in questions, you can send them to abnormalmappingpodcast at gmail.com. Um, I don't know if that we did that last time, but the email address has changed. So please uh, update your address books or whatever. Um, if you have not done that. Our first question. Uh, I lost it. I lost it. I lost it. It must. Oh, I sent it in the thing. So I can just look it up there. It's from Alex. Uh I've now watched Alville, which certainly had aesthetic, but I'm not sure I can say I got much else out of it. Film clearly has an anxiety about technological control. Uh, but given that we all live in a much worse nightmare than what the movie imagines, I don't have much else to say, but that's definitely a movie. Uh, my questions, though. If you could drive your car down the space highway, what would your first destination be? What destinations do I have in mind? Like what, I, what? what I want is on the space highway for Lemmy Caution and the lovely angels to cross paths driving. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that episode. The end, of, the, end of this, the end of this movie, like the way it's depicted is basically like the noir version of the, yeah, the end of Dirty Pairs credits. Yes, it's so good. Yep. Space fantasy. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Destiny, do you have an answer? Did we lose Destiny? She muted. Thought I heard her hit a button. You know, did you already talk honestly... about Dirty Pair? You cut out. Yes, I <laughs> mentioned Dirty Pair. <laughs> you might have to keep that bit in. Uh, we did talk about. I talked about Dirty Pair. Did we lose Destiny again? This is this is a broken this is a broken podcast. This we is the most broken podcast. I don't understand. Just, why Discord just go gives... to the Enterprise. <laughs> thank you i agree i'm also going to the enterprise um <laughs> yeah god this is just falling apart uh quick let's get through these questions yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna do uh tron zemo fast uh blah, 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 blah. uh is there anything we haven't talked about what's your favorite looking shot or scene in this movie mine's that big elevator long shot i love it uh, I mean, that elevator shot is like the big showy shot that is cool in the movie. It's like the best thing in the movie. If I have to choose a different one, I think I'll just choose like, I really like the interrogation scenes and just him going in and out of the dark in that room looking kind of sad. Yeah. I liked the close-up on Natasha's eye with the lights turning on and off. Oh, yes. That one's really good. So I thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, if you could have any machine talk to you, what machine would you choose to be able to speak? Any machine? Just any yeah. machine. Yeah. You imbued a machine with the power to converse back to you. What? Which one are you doing? My 3DS. I was about to say that! <laughs> <laughs> Took the words out of my mouth. Yeah, I think my I think my answer might be my, my Game Boy Advance specifically. Because mm -hmm. it it's got the coolest games on it, so it's definitely the most aesthetic. Hashtag aesthetic. 
Um, yeah. I'm, now you're back. Now that we've wrapped this up in a panic, so I know I'm. I feel really bad. No, it's not. It's it's just it's just the internet. The it's computer. The computer. I don't computer. It's mostly the computer. It's a bad computer. The computer is bad. You are good. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's that that's a famous line from Zardoz, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. <laughs> um, another one it. we uh, should do for this podcast. Oh my god. Yeah, sure. Uh, next time, we are going to be covering Phantom Thread. The Paul Thomas Anderson movie. The Paul W. Anderson movie. Phantom Thread. I think it's on HBO Max, but I'm not okay. sure. Phantom Thread, but instead of uh, Danny Day Lewis, it's uh, Paul W. Anderson and Mila Jovovich. Yes. <laughs> Sick. Uh, that'd be great. Uh, we'll be back uh, probably in two weeks. Who knows? Anything could happen. Uh, <laughs> Destiny plugs. At Bridge Buzz now everywhere, and then my other podcast is called Badland Girls, and it is on Abnormal Mapping. Jackson. Uh, I am at HeadfallsOff on Twitter.com. You can find the podcasts that me and Em do at AbnormalMapping.com. They're good. Listen to them. Have a fun time. If you'd like to... Oh, one, I'm on Twitter, em underscore being. I'm going to try to use Twitter more in the, in the future. I'm working on it. I'm trying to rehab my ability to be on main. Uh... But if you'd like to support the podcast, you can do that patreon.com slash normal mapping. Uh, for $1, you get the great Gundam project. We're almost done with Gundam X, and then we're going to be watching uh, Endless Waltz. Couldn't think of it for a second. And then Turn 8 Gundam. It's going to be great. Um, $5, you get blockbusters every month where we talk about movies, but like not the kind we cover here. Uh, <laughs> and $10, <laughs> you get VoIP Life, which is me and Jackson bullshitting every two weeks. We have a really long VoIP Life coming up. It's like two hours long. Uh, please, please enjoy that. I, do we cover, we don't talk about movies at all, but, um, it's a good time. No, we talk about our own podcasts. <laughs> but we, we often talk about movies on that podcast. That's where you can find our thoughts on Kong, or Godzilla vs. Kong. Yep. We did not cover King Kong vs. Godzilla. That's a different movie. Different movie. Um, but, uh, that's everything. Uh, until then, movies, now more than ever. Don't expect to like them. <laughs>